So when I was in college, I hitchhiked everywhere. I went to college in Lewisburg, Pennsylvania, and I had a whole bunch of buddies that lived in New York State. And uh, one weekend, we set up to have a big re reunion party in Ithaca, New York. The only problem was, all right, I blew out my ankle playing soccer really bad, black and blue, swelled up on crutches, but I wasn't going to miss this party. So I made myself a sign that said, Ithaca, New York on one side, and I'd pick you up on the other. And I, I grabbed my backpack, and I grabbed my crutches, and off I went north on Route 15 to Ithaca. It's about a five-hour drive, and a couple hours into it, you hit Williamsburg, Pennsylvania. Route 15 splinters into, into uh, Williamsburg. It's a terrible road for hitchhiking on. Typically, I just hike mile, mile and a half, pick up the highway on the other side, and hitchhike again. But my ankle's killing me. There ain't no way. So I crutch to the nearest crosswalk, and I'm hitting the pedestrian crosswalk button, stopping the cars and working them with my sign. <laughs> Finally, I get a, a, a white cargo van, pulls through, pulls over to the curb. I crutch over, open up the door to check out the driver. This guy's skinny as a rail. He's got a crew cut, four days growth, a white muscle T-shirt, green army <clears throat> camo pants, and black army boots. I did not get a warm fuzzy. <laughs> but I needed a ride. So I asked this guy, can you get me across town to the highway going north? And he says, yeah, sure. So I put my backpack in the back, I hop in the front, I set my crutches right across the front here like this, aimed at the driver, and off we go. So he starts talking to me and telling me that he's a writer. I can buy that. And uh, he's trying to write this short story, and he's got writer's block. It seems there's a kidnapping scene in the story, and he can't write about it. And I'm thinking to myself, what in the hell are we talking about kidnapping for? This is not good. So I, I'm quiet. We get to the other side of town. And he tells me the deal is the kidnapper gets to tie him up. He's got a full tank of gas. He can take the van anywhere you want. Now, my ankle's feeling a whole lot better sitting than it was standing. And I'm thinking, that's got some practical advantages. But this guy's a freak. So we hit the highway. I see an exit sign. I say, look, you pull off the exit, and I'll be getting out. He goes, that's cool. OK, I get it. It's pretty weird. He pulls off from the exit ramp, and I'm thinking, you know, if my exit goes just perfect, I might just do this. So we pull up to the top of the exit ramp, and he stops, and I get out, open the back door, get my backpack out, get my crutches. I'm getting ready to shut the door. He's like, take care, man. Sorry if I worded you out. And I look at him, and I go, I'll do it. And he goes, you will? I tell you, yep. Open her up, throw my backpack in, get back in with my crutches. It's like this. I tell him, go across the overpass down into that parking lot, big parking lot there, park away from all the other cars. I'm thinking to myself, in a minute, he's going to be completely able-bodied. Up now, he's been driving the car, and I'm going to be on crutches. As soon as he hits the brakes and stops that car, I hit the handle, I get out, I back away from him, from the van, and I just watch the guy. He comes out, he comes around, he slides open the door, it's an empty cargo van, he gets out some rope, I come a little closer, he tosses me the rope, I tie a simple knot in the end and then a slip knot right behind that, and I tell him to get, get in the van, lay face down, arms behind your back. I crutch over to him, I climb in on top of him, I put the slip knot on his, on his wrist, I do two quick half hitches on one wrist, two quick half hitches on the other, double half hitch, both wrists together, same thing with the ankles, then ankles to <clears throat> wrists, hogtied. Then I had a little extra rope, so I ran a loop around his neck back to his wrist. Not real tight, not choking him, just enough to restrict motion. All right. I grab my backpack, I put it up in the passenger side, I crutch around the van, I get in the van. I am finding them and grinding them. I'm 18, and this whole van ain't mine. I get to the highway, and uh, we're cruising down the highway, and I'm thinking to myself, if I get pulled over by the cops, I am so fucked. So this guy's head's right here, right next to me, right? 
And the next thing I notice, he's trying to get loose. He's squirming around trying to undo my knots. And I got good knots, but I don't want this guy getting loose. So I'm like, dude, stop trying to get loose. And he says, man, this has got to be authentic. You know, you tied me up. You kidnapped me. I'm supposed to try to get loose. you got to stop me. And I'm like, I never hit anybody in my life. I pop him, right? I just smack him. And, and he's, still, he's still trying to get loose. Shit, I hit him again. And he stops, so that works. So we're cruising a little further, and we go across the state line into New York, and I'm thinking, into New York State, and I'm thinking to myself, holy shit, doesn't that make this some kind of federal crime now? So we get to Ithaca, New York, and I know some of you have been there. So the hills are really steep, like San Francisco. I'm on this road, it's five lanes, two coming down, two going up in the center turning lane. My, my buddy John Regas, where the party is, you got to go up this hill, take a left-hand turn. So I'm in the center turning lane, I got traffic coming down, I'm working all three pedals with both feet, I don't know what I'm doing, I'm stalling the van out, I'm trying to make a left turn, turn, heavy track, and all of a sudden I got police sirens whistling up behind me. I freak. I reach down, I reach down in my jeans and I pull out this Bowie knife. It's like 16, 18 inch long blade. The bone handle had broken off a long time ago. It's just a real sharp blade. I'm holding it over top of him, all of a sudden, the, the red fire chief's car goes flying by me. It ain't the cops. I look at this guy. His eyes are bulging out of his head. He's bone white. I think he just shit himself. I set the knife down in the front seat. I make my left-hand turn, and I pull up into the parking lot, and I'm like, oh, I made it. And then I get this shit-eating grin. I look at him. I go, you want to have some fun? And he's like, oh, I guess that's up to you. And I go, yeah, it is. So I take off my bandana, and I get a little duct tape, and I gag this guy. And then I tell him, I'll be right back. You stay there. And I go down. My, my buddy John Regas lives on the second story. He's in an apartment above a bar. And I crutch up. And doors open. I go in. John Regas is the most mellow man I've ever met. He's asleep on the couch. Normal. And I'm thinking, perfect. I'm like, Regas, get up, man. you got to help me, John. John, I'm in trouble, John. you got to help me. I don't know what to do. I don't know the area, John. You know the area. You know how we can get rid of him. And I got him outside, and I got him down on the ground when he's yawning, and he's in his eyes, and I'm, John, I'm in trouble, man. You're going to know where to, we can, where to get rid of the body. And I get up to the van, and I go, it was not my fault, John. He attacked me. And I throw open the door, right? And here's this guy. He's got a crew cut. He's got four days growth, a white stained, dirty muscle t-shirt, green army camo pants, black army boots. He is hogtied. He is gagged. John Regas is wide awake now. He starts backing up. He's stumbling, his jaw wide open. He's like, Clotter, what the fuck have you done? I don't want anything to do with this. And he's turned around now and he's moving fast. And I just start laughing my ass off. And he stops and turns around. I reach around. I get my knife from the front seat. And I start cutting the guy loose. And I say, John, it's a joke. It's a joke. Let's go down to the bar. I'll buy a cold pitcher of beer for everyone. So we go down to the bar. I do buy a pitcher of beer. We're chatting. I'm telling the story. And John doesn't make it halfway through his first beer when he realizes, I don't know this guy from Adam. So he stands up. He's like, yeah, I, I got I to gotta go. Uh, when you get done talking to your new friend, come find me. So he leaves. And I'm talking to this guy, and I, I've grown to like him. I must have, because I gave him my address. And about three or four months later, I get an envelope in the mail at school. And I open it up, and there's two pieces of paper. One's a piece of notebook paper, and it's handwritten on it. He says, you know, the kidnapping thing didn't quite work. I still haven't finished my story. Then he goes on to say, but when you pulled that knife out, I was scared to death. And I was able to write a little piece about what that felt like. The other piece of paper was torn out of a magazine. And I found these three little paragraphs, and I read them. And you know what? 
They were really well written. Thank you. This story was told as part of the Arctic Entries Five Truths and Two Lies show at the Beartooth Theater Pub. This story is true.